Join Ian Garvey as we uncover the hidden marketing stories that shape our world. Reveal the latest marketing tactics that will shape your future and the amazing people that grow organizations, movements, and businesses. Learn to grow your business and shape the world around you. Welcome to the Garlic Marketing Show with Ian Garlic. And yes, it's Ian, not Ian. That's marketing too. Welcome back to the Garlic Marketing Show. Ian Garlic. And today we're going to talk about being rejected, why you should be trying to be rejected, how it's going to help your business, it's going to help your marketing, it's going to help your videos. I've got the author of Go for No, Andrea Waltz. Andrea, thank you for being here. It is my pleasure to be with you today. Yes. And uh, don't forget, this is brought to you by storycruise.com. One of the best ways to grow your business is through video. And if you need help getting that done, go to storycruise.com to find business videographers that know marketing and can help coach you through all this stuff. Andrea, so go for no, you know, we're going to talk a little bit why people need to be rejected, how to face that rejection, because that's tough. Uh, but how did you get to no? <laughs> I know. It is a weird, yeah, it is kind of a weird job description. Like I tell people I wake up every morning trying to help people fail more, trying to help people hear, hear no more often. How does it's, it's, there's not too many jobs out there for that. Like people don't <laughs> want to do that. So what happened was I was working, uh, in college at a company called Lens Crafters big eyeglass retailer and simultaneously just graduated with a bachelor of science in criminal justice and decided like many college students that I didn't want to do that. So <laughs> um, yeah, I had a four-year degree and wasn't going to do anything with it, but Lens Crafters was promoting and I ended up getting into, um, into management and I was running a $3 million location and I met my now husband there uh, and he basically kind of taught go for no to me. It, it was based on a story that um, happened to him when he was working at a menswear clothing store. He had this fabulous sale and his mentor said, out of curiosity, what did that customer say no to? And he had to admit that the customer that he was helping didn't say no to anything. And then his mentor, um, a guy named Harold said, you know, I watched you sell and you're not half bad, but your fear of the word no is going to kill you. You need to learn to go for no. Mm -hmm. And so he taught me this and, and I started applying it on the job. Like just be willing to hear no more often. Just take myself out of the process, be willing to hear no more often. And it definitely worked for my sales and I saw it work for other people's sales. And eventually we quit our corporate jobs and launched a company speaking and training on all kinds of topics, sales, management, customer service. But go for no was the thing that people, that really resonated with people because it's something that can be implemented so easily and quickly. And so we have literally spent the last 20 years refining this concept, digging into it, teaching every nuance, every nook and cranny of the idea of, of getting rejected that you can think of. And so I'm not kidding when I say I wake up and think about, okay, how do I help people fail better? And I mean, there's so many benefits to rejection because you're figuring out what's not working. The faster you can figure out what's not working, the better off you are. I mean, and go back to the Thomas Edison thing, right? Of You know, it's like 4,000 ways. And that's a super interesting story. If you really look into it, how many people, how many people he killed. <laughs> right. <laughs> Sending around the world, trying to find the right uh, light bulb filament. I'm sure you haven't killed anyone, but on the flip side, what kind of results have you seen? 
when you help people do this, you know, and, and before we go further, it's gofornow.com. Go check it out. They've got a ton of tools and tips on there, but what, you know, I always love results. Where are some of your favorite stories? Right. Well, one result you're right is that I, to my knowledge, I've never killed anyone. And that is kind of funny <laughs> because people think sometimes that if they get rejected, that they will die right? Yes. That, that, that it's this, we are biologically wired to not get rejected. It is built into our DNA to survive. And if you get thrown out of the tribe, then you are risking your personal survival. And so your body literally, I think that's why researchers have determined mm -hmm. that there's literal pain signals that happen in your brain yep. when you get rejected. Cause you're, you know, your brain is like, no, 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 we don't want to get rejected. That's very dangerous. So in terms of results, we see two kinds of results, really. One are kind of the standard numbers results. Um, people blow their sales numbers out of the water. They double their sales. They triple their sales. They be win awards. I get tons of emails and messages all the time of the results that people have gotten. And while I like that, and I'm certainly glad to be a part of that, I always have to remind people that they are the ones that took action, right? They heard this message and they were willing to hear no more often to get more yeses, but they are the ones that, that took action. And then the other result that I hear a lot, which is also a great result is just people gain more confidence. Mm -hmm. And I remember one of my favorite quotes um, that I ever heard from Jack Canfield. And I got a chance to interview him for a movie we did uh, several years ago. And he said, self-confidence is how he defines it is the successfully survived risk. That's what builds self-confidence. So when you take a risk, take a chance, and you successfully survive that, in other words, as we were just talking about, you yeah. do not, you do not die, then you your confidence builds. And, and this goes so much into things like marketing, like making videos and things. It's so scary when you're first doing it. You're so unsure, but your confidence builds the more you do it because you successfully survive it. And then you do it again and you do it again. Yep. Yeah, I mean, and, and there's so much I want to talk about there because, A, we've got all these brain issues that are survival instincts out there that we need to learn to hack. I mean, because the camera isn't going to kill you, you know, the, the audience isn't going to kill you, but our brain's been told to, so we need to overcome that. And I, I think that's great because I've seen so often people flourish once they get past this. And, and you know, to quote another great philosopher, Conan the Barbarian, whatever doesn't kill you makes you stronger. <laughs> that's right. That's right. He did say that. I think you're right. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, like I could get where, you know, in a sales thing, you get immediate feedback and you need that feedback loop, right? When you're in a situation practicing this and not getting that feedback loop, how do you practice something like this to, you know, is it just putting videos out there? It, how do you build that confidence without that feedback loop? Yeah, sometimes you don't get it for a long time and that can be really, um, that can mess with your head because you could be publishing a newsletter or putting out videos and you don't hear anything, you don't hear anything. It takes a long time. It takes a lot longer than we always assume for anything to work. And, <laughs> and, and I say that being an entrepreneur now for, for two decades, I mean, every time I thought a project would take six weeks, 
it's okay. no, no, it's not six weeks. It's six months. Every time I thought, you know, we'd have something done in three days, it's three weeks. Things always take longer than you think. So you really do have to have that inner willingness to fight through that, those lack of that lack of attention, the lack of results. And you have to go back to your mission, which is, Hey, I, even if somebody, somebody could be watching this and I don't know who they are there. We all know there are people out on the internet, whether it's social media for sure, or what have you, who are stalkers. They, they're oh, yeah. just, they, right. They're just not going going to engage. So you have to remember your mission. And I often get surprised that when I put stuff out there and then someone will finally comment like, Oh, I love your stuff. And I think, I don't, you know, you, you never hear that. It's no. like, thanks. <laughs> we, we need that, that feedback loop, but sometimes you don't get it. Oh, a lot of times you don't get it. I mean, I've been stopped like in bathrooms. Like I've been, I've been listening to your podcast for three years. I'm like, you you couldn't comment, but you stopped me in the bathroom. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it, I mean, it's, and, and that's very true. So what is the mechanism around going for no? Can you absolutely a little bit about that? Yeah. So go for no is a sales philosophy, as you mentioned, but it really is to me a life philosophy and it has everything to do with having the courage to ask. And so that is why the subtitle of our book is so important. It's yes is the destination, but no is how you get there. And most of us have been taught that, you know, we want to get yeses, we want to reach success, mm -hmm. but simultaneously it's like, well, let's do everything we can to also avoid getting no, to also avoid rejection, avoid the failure that comes with it. And so with the go for no philosophy, we are trying to get people to take action and move through those no's and move through that rejection and that failure, understanding that the yeses that we seek are really on the other side. And sometimes to kind of go back to, you know, that lack of feedback, sometimes it's not lack of feedback. Sometimes the one comment you get will be from the hater, right? The, the yeah. troll. And that is such a pivotal moment because you have a decision to make. Do you listen to that? Do you take that? No. Do you take that negative feedback and let that be the thing that says to you, you're not cut out for this. You should quit. You should give up. Or do you say, hey, no, this is part of the process. And this means somebody's watching me, right? Somebody, I, I actually got an emotional reaction from someone that they decided that oh. they were going to put a nasty comment out there or disagree with me. And so go for no can be found in its own way in every nook and cranny of business and life. In fact, you look at actors um, who go out for auditions, they go out time and time again, they're trying out, they're being told no, they're being rejected, but mm -hmm. they can't give up. They've got to keep pursuing. So it doesn't matter what example, I, I could give an example for everything I am because that is just go for no is literally everywhere. Yeah. I mean, and, and really all the greatness out there is about rejection and failure, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. I mean, and you think about the stories of the people that we look up to, the people that we admire, like you said, Thomas Edison, he famously said, you know, I have not failed. I have successfully discovered 10,000 ways that do not work. Yeah. We hear stories of Abraham, you know, Abraham Lincoln, who lost three or four elections, Sarah Blakely, who founded the women's brand Spanx, who got rejected. No one would make her sample. She 
tried to get a patent for her product, no one would help her. Even yep. the lawyer wouldn't help her design her <laughs> patent because he thought it was such a ridiculously stupid idea. But these entrepreneurs and inventors and innovators, they fight through failure. Even Elon Musk, I remember a couple of months ago, he was all excited because one of their rocket boosters failed. And he was like, yes, this was a great lesson. So they, yeah. they, they just look at failure differently. They look at rejection differently than most people. They don't avoid it. They seek it. And so that's what we attempt to do with go for no. And there's some strategies. There's some ways to implement it. Um, for example, one of those ways is we teach people to set no goals. So set a goal for the number of no's you are going to hear. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. And it doesn't matter what you know, it happens to be, it's just basically how many times you are going to ask. So in a sales situation, it could be, I mean, you could be a Girl Scout selling cookies, right? And it's like, try to get 10 people to say no to you for these cookies. Now, I think with Girl Scouts, it's probably harder to do that because you probably don't get a lot of no's. But anyone <laughs> who, who has anything, any product, any service, it's instead of just focusing on, I'm going to try to get this one yes, it's turn it around and say, how many no's could you get today? And in the process of just doing the behavior, which is telling your story, putting your mm -hmm. story out there, how many yeses will you get in that process? So it's really focusing on behavior. And when you think about marketing, marketing is all about just doing behaviors. It's just about content creation. It's putting out those videos. It's putting out that copy or whatever it is. And understanding that the more that you do that, the results will come. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. I mean, and especially if you're listening to that rejection, if it's not working, what's not working, if it is working, I mean, and you know, I've had the negative comments. I, I've, I've had so many negative comments once on one of my ads that my family called me up to consult me. And I'm like, <laughs> but I mean, I was like, that's what I was going for. Cause it's like, it was, you know, I was telling people that videographers don't know marketing and, and they're like, well, your video is horrible looking. I'm like, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you have to be bold sometimes and take some chances. You have to take some risks. And when you get a lot of those comments and a lot of that negativity, it means that you stirred something up in people to where they cared. Most people don't care enough to say anything. They don't oh, care enough, point. right? They don't care enough to say anything positive and they don't usually care anything to say negative, but even when you do get those negative comments, it shows a level of engagement and it will cause other people to get engaged. And it actually oftentimes can be some of the best PR for a brand yeah. these days. So it's not necessarily a bad thing. Here's a fun, this is, if you're ever depressed, if you're ever just feeling like if you got a couple negative comments or something like that on a video you posted or whatever, go on to Goodreads or Amazon and Google a really popular book. Like it could be a current day book, you know, it could be like Atomic Habits or Mel Ro something from Brene Brown or something, but like Google just a famous book, like something from Ernest Hemingway, right? Something that is considered like the greatest, some of the greatest literature of all of all time, The Great Gatsby by F. Scott Fitzgerald, considered one of the American classics and read the one-star reviews. It is hysterical, <laughs> right? People are, people literally on Goodreads, I went in one time and looked at um, the book of Anne, Anne by Anne Frank and um, the Diary of Anne Frank, which is 
another classic about her experience with the Nazis and oh, yeah, literally, I mean, yeah, like literally the most unbelievable, touching, like powerful yeah. book. And yet people are bitching and complaining and giving one stars to it. It's hysterical. <laughs> you know what? That reminds me, we were recently in the Northeast and we did a little family trip and we stopped at Plymouth Rock. And it's funny you say that because I was looking at the Yelp reviews on Plymouth Rock and people were giving one, Plymouth Rock one-star reviews. Like, I thought it was going to be bigger. Why can't I touch it? Why can't I take a picture with it? Yeah. <laughs> that is a great example. Yeah. And so you just, you just have to go. And so you do that when you're feeling low and just remember that the people that aren't doing anything, creating anything, they're just sitting back criticizing. But when you're playing the game, like when you're yep. out there in the arena and playing the game, the man in the uh, arena, the man in the arena speech, right? Um, which Bray, Brene Brown has reinvigorated and made made famous again. That's something to celebrate and you should reward yourself because you're in the company of all of that greatness. I love that. And it, it is, it's true. It is true because we, we celebrate and, you know, and celebrating that kind of stuff is important. Now, how do you celebrate it? I mean, you said, you know, you get to the nose and, and you get to the rejection. How, I mean, how do you suggest celebrating it? Yeah, literally celebrate it as if it were a yes. Just like, so we tell people, hey, set a goal for, try to get, you know, 10 no's this week. Get 10 people to say, I'm not interested in buying your product or I don't want to buy your service. And at the end of the week, if you were action enough that you got those 10 no's, you celebrate that reaching that goal the same way you typically celebrate celebrate getting a yes goal or making a sale, right? Where you make a sale yeah. and you're like, oh, let's go to dinner tonight or whatever, you know, whatever little celebration you want to do or get a massage or pick up an ice cream cone. I mean, we all have our, we all have our things. Do you know, mine, mine are always food related. So <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, a really good glass of wine, right? But That's whatever, <laughs> yeah, what, whatever it is to you, even if it's just that internal pat yourself on the back and say, hey, I'm going to let myself watch like my favorite show on Netflix or whatever. It's doing that kind of stuff that we normally only reserve for the yeses. And so what happens is this is the way that we kind of reprogram our brain. We, we like to use the phrase that we help people reprogram the way they think about failure and rejection. Well, the way that you do that is you have to start sending different messages and signals to your brain like, hey, this was actually a good thing. Yes, you got 10 no's. But when you do that, that is called planting seeds. You are mm. putting things out there, right? And those seeds will come back to, you will harvest those seeds later. Getting into action is the most important thing. And to use a sales example, I mean, it's so, this is so typical. I mean, can you imagine a salesperson who picked up the phone and just got lucky and their very first call that they made, they got a yes, they got a sale. Mm -hmm. And then salesperson number two picks up the phone a hundred times, talks to a hundred people, tells their story, the story of the company, of the product, asks the person if they have any interest and they get a hundred no's. Well, who, the yes person obviously got the result that we wanted but who really should be celebrated and rewarded? Who was in activity? Who took all of the action, right? Who took yep. all of the slings and arrows? And how many of those no's will turn into yeses if followed up with properly? 
So mm -hmm. it's very powerful when you're when you open the door to the possibility of not just always looking at what the results are, because sometimes when we set traditional yes goals, sometimes when we're just so focused on those results, we tend to limit our performance. We tend to, you know, we hit that goal, we we get that result and we go like, okay, good, done. I'm not yeah. going to I'm not going to do anymore. Whereas if we change it and we say let's really focus on our behavior, that's oftentimes where we get some really interesting results. 100%. It's it's the process. It's the process goals, right? And, and it, those are so much more important than than actual like I people come to me all the time like I want to get 100,000 subscribers on YouTube. I'm like, well, first of yes. all, why? Right? Why? What do you want to do with that, right? And, you know, I'm like, go make videos. They're like, well, what's this shortcut? I'm like, go make a lot of videos. <laughs> you know, and having that process goal is so, so important. But I also believe that you can learn from the no, right? When you talk to someone, you can learn because no, only 4% of people that you talk to are, even if they're in your perfect market, are ready to buy right now. I mean, it's, yeah. and, you know, if I'm, I always talk about, you know, if, if a woman walks in a Starbucks, what does she order? And then you switch it around and say, well, you know, what if it's 90 degrees out and it's four o'clock on a Friday afternoon? It's completely different what she's saying yes and no to. So how do you go about like as a salesperson or a marketer listening to those no's and building off of them? Well, a couple things. I mean, and you're absolutely right. You want to value that no. And when you learn from it, you can learn to value it because you can actually start looking for um, those lessons. And I, one of the things really is to look for trends. So mm. in your process, are you getting those like kind of at the beginning of your process or um, are, are people getting educated? Are they, are they kind of going through your sales funnel? And then at the very end, they're saying when faced with that final decision, they're just like saying no. And that will oftentimes help you pinpoint. But then also, if there's that opportunity to do a little research and just ask the question, why? It, it, you can't do it with everybody, but sometimes you can say like, hey, we've had great conversations. I understand that the timing's not right for you, but is there anything else that maybe I missed? I would just really appreciate if you could let me know. And do that research. And sometimes you'll find out a little gem uh, from people it may not help you with that particular person, but it definitely could help you in the future. I love that. It's a simple, but not easy question to ask, is it? It's not. And I, when there ever, there is a difficult question like that, I think that to be completely honest and completely vulnerable and just say, like, I'm, I want to ask you this question and I, I understand that it's a no and, and I want you to know that I'm totally good with that, but I'm struggling with this or I've talked to a few people and I would, could really use your help with this. Like just be as open and honest as you possibly can. Not like, oh, you know, I'm surprised that you said, no, I can't believe it. <laughs> I mean, you, you just want to let people in to help you. I think when you position it as, as needing help, oftentimes you'll get it that way. Yeah. Most people want to help. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Most, that's, and that's such a good point. Right? It, it, most people want to help you. I mean, yes, there's like the 15% of population that are sociopaths, but 
What can we do about this? What can we do about that? Yeah. But 85% of people you encounter want to help you. And I think that's a great piece of advice because you can learn so much when things don't, I mean, it's, we talk a lot about failure and people are like, well, failure is how you get to success, but it's learning from the failure, right? And right. learning from the no. I mean, as, as a speaker, you know, one of the things I try to do is sometimes if I get a no, I say, oh, okay, well, and sometimes this is right then and there. Sometimes it's later and I'll come back with a quick email or something, but is this a, you kind of want to find out, is this a timing issue? Is this a, can I reach out to you in six months? Or is this just something that you're just, you think you'll never be interested in, um, which is fine. Like, feel free to tell me that. And that way I can save us both time. It's just like, be like, try to get it all out, get the communication out. Awesome. And it, it, yeah, it, it's, it's practice mm -hmm. and it's, but you learn so much, so much from that and listen to your clients, listen to the people, listen to people you're talking to and see what's, what's up with it. Mm -hmm. um, your note, what's the been the most difficult rejection you've ever had? Yeah. Um, I've gotten some big rejections, like some companies that I really wanted to work with. And uh, I still have never given up because I'm still in business. So I figure, well, I'm still in business. They're still in business. So it could be that we work together, you know, 25 years from when I first reached out to them, 30 years. I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to hang in there. But probably the, the biggest rejection that we ever got was we were about ready to get an offer faxed to us from a publisher. We had, we had um, gotten a book agent who found a big giant book publisher, like one of the biggest in New York, and they were scheduled to send us an offer. It didn't come through. We were standing over the fax machine, didn't come through. We finally called the agent. We said, hey, the offer was supposed to come through this morning and they haven't sent it. And he said, hang on, let me, I'll call you right back. So a little while goes by, he calls us back and he goes, oh, he goes, yeah. He goes, they decided to pull the plug at the last minute. They just decided you, you guys weren't big enough. You guys didn't, didn't have a big enough platform. And so um, it's a no. And, you know, we had this vision of, our book's going to be in like the airport bookstores. Thousands of people are going to walk by the window in the, in the airport bookstore and they're going to see our book, just like one minute manager and all these like classics and everything. And so we vowed, this was in like 2003, we said, okay, well, we are going to do it on our own then. And they basically told us like, we don't think your book's going to sell more than 5,000 copies. Well, now we're well over 400,000 copies. So That's awesome. Yeah, it is awesome. And I'm glad, I'm actually very glad for the rejection because I don't think that, I mean, we did all the marketing ourselves. So we've reaped all the rewards and I don't know that it would have been as successful. No, it, it's, it, I was just watching, um, and how often that happens, right? And, you know, people don't realize in the publishing and, and also rejections lead to the next best thing. And mm -hmm. what's really good for you. I think that's a big thing too, is like accepting that no sometimes means that that person wasn't right for you or that publisher wasn't right for you. And like in that case, 400,000 copies, you can't argue with that. Uh, that's phenomenal. You know, and I was watching about Mike Judge uh, who created Beavis and Butthead and how like he got his movies greenlit and the studios kept not, you know, not uh, promoting them. Like literally didn't even make a movie poster for his movie Idiocracy. <laughs> and, you know, thinking about that, your work out there and which is worse to get the yes and not be right or get the rejection and 
end up being much more successful. Yeah, sometimes, and this goes for a lot of things, could be something artistic or even a sale. Sometimes a good no is better than a bad yes, to your point. That's very, very true. I mean, the wrong clients can, can kill any business. And yeah, yep, I, I've seen that and experienced it. Awesome, awesome. So let's talk about working with you. How, how do people learn to go for no? So yeah, the first thing we always tell people is read the book. It's very short. It's a 80 page fable. We are, we try to give people like the least fluff possible. So this is not a 300 page slog <laughs> that you have to fight your way through and, and you get halfway yeah. through, right? And then, and then you put it down and never read. We're, we're big fans of short books, as you know, Ian. Yeah. Um, and then uh, once you read the book, then really the next step is to get into our online course, which we have um, at go for no And that is something that is, again, really simple. We've got broken it down into modules that people go through. And I've got a private Facebook coaching group because as I like to say, you need constant motivation, not just motivation, but motivation on a daily basis motivation. to, to keep it. yourself focused on, on going for no, because it never ends. I mean, we all have to ask for things all the time. We have to practice having the courage to ask. And so that's where that motivation comes in. Love it. Love it. So go for no.com. Uh, the course is on there. You can get the book on Amazon, I'm assuming. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, and people can follow you on LinkedIn as well. We'll get that, all that stuff in the show notes, but Andrea Waltz on LinkedIn, correct? Uh, yes. Awesome. So we'll put all those in links in the show notes. If you're watching this on YouTube, links are down below. Andrea, thanks so much for being on the show. I really, really appreciate it. My pleasure. Super fun. And next time we'll need to do it in person since we're literally <laughs> like down the street from each other. <laughs> I know. I can almost see where Andrea lives from my window uh, if, if these trees weren't in the way. <laughs> awesome, Andrea. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. Thanks, Ian. And thank you all for taking Andrea and I on your journey. This has been Ian Garlic and the Garlic Marketing Show. Video. You know it'll make you an authority. You know it will get you more leads, better leads that close faster and spend more with you. And video stories will help you be remembered and connect with those perfect clients. The problem is, where do you start? Storycruise.com is the place to go. It's like a film crew with an S. What's your strategy? Do you do it yourself? Do you hire a videographer, an agency? Do you need an editor? How do you know if they really know your business and how to make videos for business that work? The answer to all of this and more can be found at storycruise.com. It is the place to find the latest video marketing strategies, the best gear for your business, as well as videographers, editors, and agencies near you that are trained in video storytelling for business. Go to storycruise.com slash garlic to get special insider info for listeners of the Garlic Marketing Show, including special access to several of my courses, including my case story course. Go to storycruise.com slash garlic to get a whole bunch of special offers just for listeners of the Garlic Marketing Show. Whether you're looking for a videographer or to do it yourself, Go to storycruise.com slash garlic to get started today. That's it for the Garlic Marketing Show. If you want to get the inside scoop and the latest techniques, make sure to follow Ian Garlic on Facebook. Facebook.